You are listening to the On the Go with VAO News podcast for the week ending January 27th, 2017. Hello and welcome to the podcast, a weekly recap of the top headlines from the Daily Acquisition News. Thanks for tuning in today. Coming to you from the VAO Content Development Team, I'm Allison Cartwright. And I'm Brittany Shapiro. Well, it's certainly been an eventful first week for the Trump administration. Actions the new president and his administration have taken that affect the federal workforce or its contracting functions include, on January 20th, putting an immediate halt to new or pending regulations to allow the administration to review them first. On January 23rd, implementing a government-wide hiring freeze that prohibits the creation of any new positions, filling any vacant positions, and using contractors to circumvent the freeze. The military is exempt from this directive, as are positions vital to national or public security. The Office of Management and Budget has been tasked to work with the Office of Personnel Management to develop a long-term plan to reduce the size of the workforce through attrition, and the freeze will remain in place until that plan has been implemented. OMB released a memorandum Wednesday providing further details to department and agency heads on how to implement this freeze, including the clarification that federal organizations can make reallocations to ensure their highest priority needs are met. On January 24th, the administration ordered the Environmental Protection Agency to halt the award of any new contracts or grants. And on the 25th, the president signed an executive order directing planning, design, and construction of a border wall between the U.S. and Mexico. The order directs the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, among other actions, to project funding requirements and identify available funding sources for this effort. Back to our 44th president for a moment. Before leaving office last week, former President Barack Obama made permanent the Presidential Innovation Fellows Program that brings innovators into the government for 6- to 24-month terms to create new initiatives and stimulate a culture of innovation. The program has been credited with launching the 18F Group, the U.S. Digital Service Group, and other digital projects. The measure that codified the program, the Testing Ability to Leverage Exceptional National Talent, or TALENT Act, also keeps management of the PIF program under the General Services Administration. GSA was given oversight of the program in a 2015 executive order. The Department of Labor has filed a discrimination lawsuit against Oracle and is seeking a court order that would cancel all federal contracts and subcontracts with the firm and its subsidiaries. At issue is an alleged pattern of preferential recruiting and hiring towards Asians for certain technical roles and paying higher wages to the white male employees at its San Francisco headquarters. The Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs attempted to resolve the complaints directly with Oracle for nearly a year before bringing the suit, but the firm refused to comply with requests for employment data and records that would bolster the company's claims that it observes equal opportunity employment practices. The Marines have launched their own Rapid Capabilities Office, aimed at speeding up the process from requirements development to delivering new capabilities to its warfighters. The Army and Air Force have previously launched RCO programs. On its initial projects list are creating unmanned logistics transport platforms and ship-to-shore maneuver exploration and experimentation. 
The office also plans to work with the Navy to augment amphibious capabilities in littoral operating areas. In its annual summary of its performance and accomplishments for fiscal year 2016, the Government Accountability Office reported the identification of some $63.4 billion in financial benefits for the federal government, including $3.6 billion in reduced procurement costs at the Department of Veteran Affairs through increased use of strategic sourcing, and $2.3 billion in savings for the Department of Defense, with better cost estimates of its bulk fuel operation and maintenance budget. Overall, GAO reported a return of roughly $112 for every $1 invested in them, and issued a total of 697 reports, made 2,071 new recommendations, and testified 119 times before congressional committees or subcommittees. In order to retain the best-performing employees, the Department of Defense issued a memo January 19th establishing that performance should be the number one factor when making civilian job cuts and any future reduction in force. This memo comes from a fiscal year 2016 National Defense Authorization Act provision, shifting from current federal practice of looking at employee retention based on tenure category, veteran status, length of federal service, and performance evaluations in that order. According to the memo, Top consideration will be given in order of their rating of record from 1 to 5 under the Performance Management and Appraisal Program, followed by tenure group, then an average of subcategories in annual evaluations. So veteran status will be the final point of consideration after these three areas. That's all for this week. If you're a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, you can read more about any of the covered headlines on the same VAO page where you downloaded this podcast. Thanks again for joining us this week. Tune in again next Friday to catch up on all the latest developments from the Daily Acquisition News. Goodbye!